I think again, it's it knowing what the analytics actually mean for you in your channel, I think is the biggest challenge because you can have numbers coming out of your ears, but what does it mean for what you should be changing depending on what kind, what your goals are for your channel and what your, uh, you know, what your niche reveals. Hi everyone. Today we're going to be talking about TubeBuddy. The good, the bad, the ugly, and when to use it and when, well, in my case, when not to use it. So at this particular point in time, I will just let you know that I had been a Tube Buddy buddy member for a long time. And I think the product's good and I understand it, but uh, I canceled all my accounts just recently, and I'll tell you why in a minute. I would like to know, and I'm going to start with Alec, why you use TubeBuddy and, and what what do you get out of the product that uh, makes you better? I'll start with why I started using it originally. And it was when I first started uh, my channel. So it's I've been using TubeBuddy since I was on zero subscribers. Uh, and the thing that initially attracted to me to it was the um, the way that it kind of gives you prompts in terms of, you know, this is an ideal title length, things to do in the description. So like at the point of uploading your video, there's this little checklist that appears on the right-hand side. Uh, and that was the thing that I found really useful initially just because I didn't really know what I was doing on YouTube in terms of the process that I needed to go through. And then it just provided like a handy little uh, checklist for me to... Uh, uh, to use basically when uploading videos. And so I think I started on the the lowest tier, the basic plan, which was, I've, I've got a feeling it was either like 50% off until you reach a thousand subs or something like that. So it was only like, you know, $4 a month. So it seemed really good value. Um, and then there was a promotion on uh, TubeBuddy Legend at some point, uh, which is the top tier. <laughs> and then I looked at some of the things that that could do. Um, and there was one thing in particular that I wanted to do, which was use their find and replace function. Um, and it was when I was, I'd got, probably over 150 videos or something on uh, YouTube at that point. And I wanted to go and update all of my descriptions to add in Amazon affiliate links to products that I have in my studio. And the find and replace function on uh, TubeBuddy allows you to do that. So you can go back and just basically add in different things into your descriptions, into your titles and things like that. So uh, I basically went and just bulk uploaded all of those affiliate links into my descriptions. Um, and it made a massive uh, impact on my uh, Amazon affiliate revenue. And basically the sort of bump that I got in Amazon affiliate revenue in the first month kind of paid for the the subscription to TubeBuddy. So, um, so yeah. And then there's loads of other features that uh, I'm sure everyone else will mention as well. Um, so we can perhaps go around and, uh, and see what others like. But there's so many great features specifically in that legend level that I use all the time now. And I'm not using so much the little checklist one that I started with because I've kind of got into a flow with that side of things. So what was your, you're at legend level now for one channel. Uh, yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's totally worth the price of admission for me. Okay, cool. All right, Keely, same question to you. You're using it, one channel, what level, and what, what, what benefits do, does it give you? Yeah, I'm actually using it on both uh, FH Umpires and Discord Coach, obviously starting with FH Umpires. And I did the same thing that Alk did. Started, it, it's the Rising Star sub and... Same thing. The checklist was just really helpful to say, okay, here are the best practices that'll really get you moving in the right direction in terms of your titles. And and I, I really like the one that keeps reminding me to put a tag in the title, like one of one of my um uh what one of the tags that I've imported from my saved set. 
doing that. And it's, it's just really nice to have that security blanket. I moved up to not legend, but the level below that. And that's the level that I'm at with discord coach. And obviously, because I haven't been doing a lot of content on discord coach for the last six months, maybe longer, um, I haven't been getting good use out of it. But my whole intention was to be able to use those tools for the um, for the title and topic planners and, and all those sort of features. But I've ended up in these totally niche markets that those tools really aren't effective for. So when I run my topics of field hockey umpiring through, uh, through the, um, f- through the keyword explorer in the SEO studio, they're like, yeah, your search volume's poor. I'm like, I, I know. I know it's a niche, okay, but I'm I own the niche, so screw off. And and I get very defensive about it. Like stop telling me too, buddy. I understand. So it's not as useful for that, I find. Uh, but having still having the checklist and then going through and uh, I use it primarily for the tags, which. I mean, you hear all the time, the tags don't mean anything. Like, why are you spending any time? I don't. I just import the tags in bulk. Boom, they're in there. And then occasionally when I need to change my entire affiliate section, which brings me incredible uh, lash referral revenue, um, I when I need to switch that out, I can use TubeBuddy for that. So those are sort of my primary purpose for, for that. And yeah, Alex, you, Alex, you're laughing. Did you, it's, it, but it's true. Did you say lash, lash referral? Yeah. It's yeah. Lashes. Yeah. My highest revenue generating referral or affiliate code is for my lashes. Thank you very much. Okay. Hey, Rich, same question. What level are you at? How many channels and what do you use it for? I'm on star on one channel. I used to have that voiceless music channel that I had. I think I had star for that. And I, I canceled doing that. Uh, it was called mood swings where I played music 24 hours a day. Right. I also mm-hmm. have, I have starter for creators pod channel, of course. And for, we all have that. And then, uh, for my promo tech tips channel that I've kind of let go. So those both have starter, but I do have star for my main channel. And I use the global find and replace in titles just recently because they announced the YouTube podcast thing and they wanted you to take the name of your podcast out of your titles. So that was pretty, you know, five second trick when you have the, the global find and replace on a hundred plus episodes. So it was easy to go in there and just find that string and delete it. Um, what I wish it had that it doesn't is what they call grep where you can find a section of text and a section of text and whatever happens to be in the middle, like wild cards, and, and delete that or modify that somehow. And they, they haven't, that, that's not integrated into, buddy. You can't do that. So that would be cool. And then I've used the, when I was on legend before I was able to do the thumbnail, a B testing and stuff like that. But you know, I don't get enough traffic to, to warrant doing it. I think somebody else was talking about it in our pre-show that you have to have a considerable amount of views to have any valid results. So I don't have that many views on right. my stuff. Right. Michelle? Same question. One channel, two channels, what level? What are you using it for? Well, I have two channels. Well, with this one, three. But um, <clears throat> I'm on Legend. And um, on my main channel, 
and on Star or Rising, whatever, on my other channel. It's been over two years since I published a video on that channel, so um, not really paying it much attention. However, um, my biggest takeaway with Legend is um, being able to do my SEO, my keywords, my keyword search, and my SEO for my videos. Um, I just re recently started playing with the A/B testing, you know, uh, feature that it has, um, and um, I was just playing in it just a minute ago looking and back in the day before chat GPT, I used to like, you know, put, uh, uh, you know, the, the video planning piece I used, to, I used to use that. And I just went back and looked at it. I was like, Oh crap, here's a whole bunch of stuff I could do. So, but, uh, but I absolutely love it because of the things, the, the aforementioned thing about the checklist, you know, the best practices to make sure that you have all the things for your videos, um, to, you know, to help it with it, with the SEO. But the other thing <clears throat> that I use every single week, um, and Keely alluded to this part where she talked about, you know, being niche and stuff like that, uh, was just, you know, just kind of doing a search, just doing the keyword search, just to kind of figure out like, okay, who's searching for this, how many hits, that kind of thing. And then figuring out how that I could then turn around and, um, make sure I have those keywords in my, um, in my title, make sure I have those keywords uh, in part of the description and all that. The other thing that I uh, just recently used was there's a feature where you can at put your latest video at the end of all of your videos. My video library on my main channel, I've got, I've, I'm almost to like, I don't know, 300 and something. So Trying to do that one by one. Oh, hell no. Okay, so I'm so happy that I have that feature. I was able to just kind of like click a button and, you know, put my latest video at the end of all of my other videos. So, <clears throat> um, you know, it, to me, it's well worth it. I was able to get Legend on sale. Okay. And um, yeah, it was a really good sale. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna beat it till it breaks, you know, beat the brakes off of it. So. It's all good. So one of the things I'm hearing is that you're using it to manage your channels, that you're functionally using it to replace things, to, to manage titles and SEO and everything like that. What I'm not hearing, and help me out here, is you're using it for any data analytics, looking in and seeing how your channel is doing. Uh, against other channels. Am I missing that or are we just... Yeah, I, I use that too. I mean, I've got a whole list of other things, but uh, I didn't go through the, the, the full list. But yeah, the um, you will find that TubeBuddy does feature in the analytics uh, section of YouTube as well. So things like best time to post videos and stuff like that, it gives you more, more, uh, more information there. Personally, that thing about best time to post video, uh, my video might get, you know, however many views, 10 to a 200 at the time that it's posted. But then if it's getting, you know, 10 or thousand or whatever after the fact i don't actually subscribe to the whole thing of you need to post it at a specific time uh, but nevertheless that is something that tubebuddy has in there uh, and then it does feature in other places in the tubebuddy uh, interface on youtube but there is a whole series of other 
tools from TubeBuddy that are on the TubeBuddy website. So you log into your account there. Um, and one of them, which we've talked about briefly, is the split testing. Uh, the thing to know about that is to make sure that you do have it set to statistically significant in terms of how long it's going to run. And basically, in essence, what a split test is doing is it's kind of like for the thumbnail, for example, switching between, uh, you know, some of the videos will be served with one thumbnail some will be served with a different uh, different thumbnail uh, and then it runs for a period of time but the default is a fixed period of time but you just need to check that thing to say run it until it is statistically significant and when i do that on a, a whole series of videos some of them the test will be up in like a week other ones the test will come out like three months later when i've completely forgotten about it uh, because that's how long it's taken to get those views uh, the other thing about that i found that really useful when I uh, sort of did a bit of a change to the design of my thumbnails to something that I thought looked better, um, but then the evidence came back completely the opposite, which was the other ones uh, significantly outperformed them. And when I say significantly outperformed, um, they came back basically like 1% better click-through rate. And you might think, well, 1% isn't actually that much. Um, but it was the difference between a 4% original click-through rate or, or 5% original click-through rate, rather, and then the new thumbnails were getting like 4%. So it was actually a drop of 1%. But actually, in real terms, what that means is um, if I'd switched back to the originals, I would be getting 25% more click-throughs because, you know, 1% of 4 is 25%. So that, there's a little thing there that people can get, you know, think that something is not that big a deal uh, when actually it is when you're looking to get people through. So always look at the relative change of percentage, like from one to another, rather than just, oh, it's only a percent or something like that. Um, so, yeah, in terms of the statistics, I do look at those sort of uh, those sort of metrics and that. The other one that's really great is in the uh, in YouTube studio is uh, what do they call it? Click magnet. Um, and on that one, you can drill down into uh, more detail on what people are reacting to. So you can look at your thumbnails and it's got this really cool thing that basically tells you like whether the thumbnail has a person in the picture or not. Um, and then also the expression on the face. And it is true that YouTube face <laughs> with that sort of shock look uh, does actually get a better click through rate than um, than just you know sad or happy or yeah all of those sorts of things they definitely do have an impact and you'll see a breakdown of like what's the click through rate on your thumbnails based on your facial expression so I think that that's a really cool tool to be able to pull out that kind of information from it um, so you're, and you're uh, saying yeah, can, that was in was that in YouTube or was that in TubeBuddy? Intubuddy, yeah, yeah. It's called Click Magnet, and it will, and that's one of the tools in there that will uh, tell you the stats based on that. Uh, the other thing that you can look at in there as well is it gives you a bigger breakdown of things like retention and, and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, so I find that that is really useful, and it gives you a good one, which is click through. Um, uh, what do they call it? Opportunities or something, which is basically something where it's got a low click through rate, um, but of the people that have watched the video, they've watched a significant portion of it. So what it's saying is that this is actually a really good video to hold people in, uh, but for some reason, people just aren't clicking through to it. So it's kind of like a good video with maybe a bad thumbnail or bad title. So it's showing you these opportunities for uh, optimizing it to get more people to click through to it, basically. So that's another kind of statistical-based one that I find, uh, find really useful as well. Keely, do you use any of these statistics? Um, no. And I, I literally, as Alec is talking, I started going through the website because I'd kind of forgotten that it had a bunch of analytic tools right there on the website. And so uh, I started looking at the retention analyzer. I think part of my problem as well is that I've been doing sort of the same format of 
live stream show on FH Empires for quite some time. So when I look at the shows, they, they have very similar statistics, which I guess is a good thing. It just shows that, you know, I'm retaining about on my literally 90 minute live streams, I've got a 20% retention rate, which I don't know, maybe that's good. Maybe it's not, who knows. But when I factor in two shows that I did that were interview shows, the retention rate is much higher. So now that gives me a sign that maybe I should be having guests on a few more times because people like hearing other people talk other than me. So I'm not hurt. I'm just going to take it on board and, and internalize it. But I think, again, it's it, it, knowing what the analytics actually mean for you in your channel, I think is the biggest challenge because you can have numbers coming out of your ears, but right. what does it mean for what you should be changing depending on what kind, what your goals are for your channel and what your, uh, you know, what your niche reveals. Were those replay views or live views, Keels? That's, that's a great question. I think it's, it's all, I think it's just all the views that are there. Um, it's, it's interesting to see, um, when you go in the retention analyzer and, and you, you check, you know, end screens and who gets to halfway through and, and that sort of thing, it's, it's sort of indicative, but I guess maybe I need to care more about these things and that will lead to my success. But I'm not, I'm not looking for virality. I'm not looking for epic growth. I'm trying to churn out the content that really actually spreads by word of mouth because those are the people who will find me in FH umpires. Discord coach needs to be a different approach because people find me because they actually search for somebody who's providing Discord coaching services. So I think this kind of tool is going to be a lot more useful for me in that that channel than this one. One of the points I wanted to make was, again, nothing against TubeBuddy. But, uh, you know, if there's somebody walking in to their YouTube channel fairly new, I would encourage them to try and get a handle on the statistics that YouTube gives you first and understand those particular statistics that are free in your, in your, in your panel. So you have an idea that you give yourself some time to gain data, to collect stuff, you know, turning on TubeBuddy day one on your channel isn't going to help you. You need to get kind of a critical mass of data before it means anything. And honestly, um, you know, for what I've been doing, uh, I get enough of an, uh, a level of information that I need from YouTube's panel right at the moment. So, um, Rich, any of the statistics you use? No, but I do use YouTubeBuddy on the phone all the time, just to, just like on a daily basis, a couple times a day. If I see something that's starting to take off, I'll make a note of it and know to do that, do more of that. Like I dropped a short is that within, yesterday. And it, is that within your niche? Mm. I mean, are you tracking your niche yeah, well, or yeah. what? Well, I drop, I drop shorts about my topic all the time. And so, and they're basically shorts cut up from my podcast, which is about my topic, which is branded merch for companies that use brand and merch for marketing. So I, uh, you know, I dropped something about the New York, New York Yankees hats 
being very popular in Brazil when people in Brazil don't know anything about the New York Yankees. They just like the hat because Jay-Z wears it. And that got 1,200 views in like 35 minutes. And I wouldn't have known that if I didn't have TubeBuddy on my phone. So now I know right. to do stuff like that that those kind of people would like if I want to get those kind of okay. views. So, but, yeah, I do use the, the phone app all the time. Plus, it has those cool little screenshots of how many views you have and how many followers you have. And yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Those are fun. Fun little milestones. That's the big one, isn't it? The milestones and the prepared yeah, cool. like little certificates that you can take. I mean, Alec, yeah. you just posted one of yours recently, and it, you get so much. It's nice social proof, but people have an opportunity to cheer for you. And when you share those, it's such a nice little kind of moment. I'm not very good at sharing those, but I did recently on FH Umpires because I hit, I don't know, 2,000 subs and blah, blah, blah. And and yeah, it's a cute little thing, and it just looks so tidy and professional. So, yeah. Hey, Michelle. Statistics. How are you using them? So I um, I like going back and looking to see. Um, well, my channel is a young channel, so uh, as far as you know, the statistics go. So some of the things. I it's it doesn't have YouTube still doesn't have enough information to tell me, you know, where I can drill down and go deeper into um, like some of the other things. So like click through rate and some of the, the, the you know, audience retention, that kind of stuff. I can see that. But some of the deeper level things, I'm just now starting to see that. It's so funny because I was poking around in there and I was like, oh, OK, I've been seeing, you know, all the gurus out there talking about, oh, yeah, go into advanced mode and then click down and look at all these things. And uh, it'll show you like, you know, when your audience is on YouTube and all of these things. Um, so I've been kind of playing around with that. But as far as, you know, TubeBuddy goes, um, um, I use the mobile app a lot. As a matter of fact, <laughs> every morning when I wake up, and I know I, sh I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have that much a disappointment first thing in the morning. But <laughs> every morning when I wake up, I'm on the, the, the app going, oh, did I get any new subscribers? You know, whatever. It'll send me a, a notification. And um, but I've been playing around with like some of the new AI things because, you know, AI, you know, it's all a buzz. Um, you know, everyone's talking about AI stuff. And so they have some AI integrations, some new AI integrations into TubeBuddy. And one of them is being able to. Uh, they would analyze video, uh, a video for you and tell you the best place to do a short. And I started playing around with that and it worked. I was like, oh, what? OK, yeah. So it's kind of cool. So the, the way it works is, um, you know, when you're in your YouTube studio, you know, the little tabs come up on the side and it says, hey, these videos have really great retention. You should make a short. And it tells you the timestamps exactly which ones where the highest retention was, it says, that'll be a good place to do a short. And so I'm like, okay, so I'm starting to like, uh, to create those shorts. And the easiest way that I found to make those shorts was to do it on my phone. Cause I was trying to do it on my, on my desktop and yeah, no, it was no bueno trying to do it that way. So, um, the easiest way to do it was, you know, cause they give you the freaking timestamp. So basically all you need to do is scroll, scrub till you get to that part and then scrub till you get to the other part. You're using the YouTube Shorts app mm -hmm, to yeah, make the short, the right? Shorts app, yeah. So you get the but you get the time stats from TubeBuddy, and then you go mm -hmm. into the phone app on your thing. Okay, got it. There you go. Mm -hmm, yep, and you know, create the short. 
So um, that's one of the things, um, the, the short uh, suggestion. I, I really am loving that. And then there was another another thing, um, another AI piece that just came out, but it it escapes the mind right now. But but that one for sure I've been playing with a lot. I, I want to ask you more about that because when I looked at that, I figured when I was going to be presented by TubeBuddy with a timestamp range that I'd be able to like click on that and it would literally take me to my video at that point of the timestamp because that technology exists. It's not hard. And so when I look and I'm like, why can't I click on it? And it just takes me to the thing. And like, isn't that the whole point of automatically, artificially, intelligently doing this for me? And, and, and so now you're like taking that and you're opening up a different app on your phone. And it seems, I don't know, kind of not well efficient. Clumsy. Clumsy is the word. Clumsy. You're looking clumsy. Okay. Clumsy. Give them some time. I mean, uh, yeah, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. I'm sure they're, they're working on, you know, being able to do that. But, you know, I guess as things are rolling out, they're like, Oh yeah, you could do it. And it's like, okay, yeah, you might need to go back to the drawing board for this. Cause yeah, being able to just click through, that will be wonderful. (laughs) And and I think the one thing to know is it's it's pretty easy to communicate with TubeBuddy folks. And if this is something that you think needs to be in there, it's probably one of the easier companies to, uh, you know, reach out to and say, hey, can you get it to do this and give them that idea? I mean, I've, you know, I've been a client of software companies for a long time and, you know, sometimes it can be a pain, but, you know, uh, for them, but. At the same time, if they don't hear it from you, if you don't give them a use case, they're not going to build it at all. So give them a call or whatever, or tweet or however you would reach out to them. There's a couple that we haven't mentioned yet that might be uh, worth mentioning as well. Um, so one thing that was relatively recent, I suppose, or towards the end of last year, um, was their timestamps feature, uh, which basically allows you to go through and just like watch your video back at double speed or whatever, um, and then just type in the, the timestamps and you just basically press a button, type the, the, the title of that section, um, and then it just sort of automatically puts it into the bottom of your video. So I found that that is quite uh, useful. Um, if you're not kind of marking them as you go through and obviously, if you're not editing and putting them in that way. So with all mine not having any, any any editing, then I found that that was quite useful to be able to just go and quickly add the, the timestamps in. Um, another one that I've used uh, only a few times, but it's been useful when I have, is um, thumbnail overlays. So it's a bit like t- find and replace, really, um, except you can go and basically add an overlay over the top of your thumbnail. So, for example, when I've run like giveaways or things like that, uh, I want to put an overlay at the bottom so that it's like another incentive for people to click in because there's actually a, like a giveaway detail or whatever in the uh, the video. Um, and then I can go back and put that on all of the uh, videos in a particular playlist. The overlay can have transparency. Um, so, you know, it can be just a little strip that you put at the bottom uh, or it could be, you know, something over the corner of the thumbnail or something like that um but that's uh, that's good i'll be doing that literally today after we get off here <laughs> um but i did that before with another giveaway where it just basically for the period of the giveaway every thumbnail of every video i had had this little extra thing on it saying check out the link in the description um and then um in the description i use find and replace to put the actual link to the uh, the promotion or stuff like that so that's another cool little one that i don't use often but when i do it's uh, kind of handy wow i didn't know they could do that that's awesome what I found is interesting, though, is that as we were all talking, we've all picked up 
the more expensive subscriptions definitely on sale. And I think that's something that if you're a creator out there and you're thinking about picking up a product like this and, and using this tool that, you know, be patient and watch how, you know, start off on the smallest plan possible and then wait for the Black Friday sales or whenever they have their big things because it is so worth it to to pick it up and make the investment, get the annual license, but make sure you understand how it's going to fit in with your channel and your workflow. Spend the time to get to know it and then make the investment. I think a lot of people who just sort of, oh, I should get two buddy and then they just buy the legend license for, you know, full prices, they're doing themselves a bit of a disservice. So that would be sort of the biggest tip that I have for that. It makes it a lot easier to swallow that I don't understand the whole, uh, you know, gamut of features, knowing that I didn't pay anywhere near full price. Well, and understand it's, you know, it's among. TubeBuddy is a multifunctional product. And again, I'll go back to what I said before is that, you know, if you're starting out, you know, learn the statistics that YouTube gets you straight out of the gate. Embrace them, understand them, see if they have any effect, you know, uh, or direct, give you any direction straight out of the gate. And then give yourself the time for three months of data before you jump in and get something like TubeBuddy. Because as an analytical tool, it's great, but if you have no data to analyze, it's it's worthless to you. Save yourself that time for the first two, three, four months, and jump into it later, and let it do the work on some uh, on data that's already been uh, uh, processed. So that's my thought. I I wouldn't have TubeBuddy for the analytics solely. I, I mean, so I, I would say that um, the the other side of that is that, yeah, don't get it for the analytics, but at the same point with YouTube, don't even consider the analytics that you're getting there until you've got a body of work anyway. I mean, that's why I did my sort of 100 videos in 100 days so that I wasn't even going to look at the analytics until that in any case. Um, but for me, it's the time saving of all of the other aspects of TubeBuddy that is what, what it, you know, covers its cost for me. You know, the, the find and replace, the all those kind of things. Um, but again, that, that you know, it's helps to have something to find and replace in. So <laughs> yeah, maybe not jump straight into it. For me, one of the other things, and I, and I don't know if it's like more, I don't think it's vanity, but you can get information from it too. The videolytics, the little panel that comes up next to any video that you're watching. And so to me, that is worth its weight in gold as well, because now you could see, you know, when, when, when you're studying. So if you're doing this content creation thing and you're studying YouTube, because I suggest, I highly suggest you study it. Now you could look at other channels and other videos and this video, the video lytics panel comes up where you can see total views, comments, things like that. It gives you an SEO score. It goes into details, granular details, where if you see someone or someone in your industry that's really out here doing a damn thing, you're like, oh, okay, let me study how they're doing this. And that's a really great tool that, you know, it comes up on all videos, even if you have the star level or whatever. And it's something that you could use to, you know, to help you create better videos because you can now quickly analyze it like a little snapshot where you can look and see oh yeah they use this tag they use that this and that and the other or whatever and you you can you know go back and then figure out what you need to do for your stuff so the analytics is great but i love the fact that you know the data the data that you 
you can get by using TubeBuddy. Yes, I agree with everything that you said before, making sure that you have enough stuff, you know, for it to analyze right out the gate. But the data that you get, I mean, it, to me, it's worth its weight in gold. So great show, everyone. If you're looking into TubeBuddy, good luck. And it's a great product and run by a great company. Uh, I hope you uh, take a little bit of what we said to heart and uh, use it the best you can. Thank you for watching. Thanks for hopping into Our Creators Pod. If you enjoyed it, we'd love if you would subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. Tell a friend about it, too. Check out the video version on our YouTube channel, Creators Pod. The Creators Pod is produced by C22 Media. Alec Johnson, Keely Dunn, Michelle Lawrence, Rich Graham, Rob Valls, and me, Dina Taylor. Thanks, y'all. I'm about to sneeze like crazy. It's going to be ugly. Sorry. I told you. I gave you a warning. I'm about to sneeze. Hey, shit. I don't know what to do again. <laughs> Out of nowhere, they'll get this shit. From, from now on, I am always going to sneeze. Ha, shit. <laughs>